Welcome back to the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast show, where we discuss general health, fitness, and science. This episode, my friend, this is the second part of a special micronutrient series where I will be breaking down the fundamentals of vitamin and mineral metabolism so that you can better understand its mechanism and subsequent impact on your well-being. I know you're going to love the series as I've been working on this initiative for quite some time now. Whether you're walking your dog, driving to work, or doing household chores, you're in for a great adventure. Today, we are going to be chatting about our friends, riboflavin and thiamine, which are B vitamins, just like our good buddy niacin that we just talked about last episode. This episode is going to be split into halves regarding riboflavin and thiamine, and in short, riboflavin is needed for the mechanistic electron transfer whereas thiamine is needed to make nucleotides. Okay, I know that sounds pretty science right now, but I assure you that we will break this down and understand it to its core. So, riboflavin, right? Riboflavin is required for several metabolic functions such as burning fat, DNA replication or repair, and immune system. Some food sources of riboflavin include milk, eggs, mushrooms. Thiamine, on the other hand, is used to make the basis of DNA and ATP, right? And thiamine is often found in pork, legumes, and in rich flowers. Riboflavin deficiency resembles niacin deficiency, with symptoms of dermatitis, muscular weakness, and anemia. Thiamine deficiency is often associated with beriberi, which is a condition of confusion, shortness of breath, and leg swelling. This was found in an experiment from 1933, where dogs that had a thiamine deficiency diet succumbed to beriberi, but they were rescued after the addition of thiamine in their diet. So, you've probably heard of FAD or FADH from that same high school biology class in ninth grade, right? Because me too. When riboflavin is phosphorylated, it will become FMN, and then FMN with the addition of AMP will make FAD, right? Structurally, riboflavin includes a fancy ring. This fancy ring is called the, it's gonna be a whole mouthful, okay? Isoallozaxine ring. And this ring is considered the most versatile redox factor in the cell because it can transfer one or two electrons, which is really rare. This is a huge deal because this ability to transfer one or two electrons can lead to the formation or removal of double bonds or the hydroxylation of aromatic molecules. For the next four minutes, I'll be diving deeper into mechanisms for my science aficionados out there. So, let's start with our buddy chromatone P450, which is a large family of enzymes that will metabolize several compounds such as drugs, cholesterol, and steroids for some of their function. Alright, you gotta understand who P450 is in order to really get to the core of nutritional biochemistry. So how does this relate to riboflavin? We'll use the example of how we make cholesterol in the body for hormonal health. So in order for that to happen, we gotta add this OH group. And this reaction requires FAD and a DPH. Ooh, wow, we're using our buddy niacin again. 
course, uh, we'll talk about the interdependence of um, B vitamins and oxygen. There's a huge electron trade going on that this flavin-dependent enzyme called ferredoxin reductase does to serve chroma, uh, cytochrome P450. Let's use the big picture explanation and electrons as M&Ms, okay? So remember, electrons are M&Ms in this example. When NADPH as an M&M carrier gives these M&Ms to FAD for whatever occasion, FAD will be like, heck yeah, I'm gonna set these candies and I'm gonna give it to my mom, Ferradoxin, who absolutely loves these chocolates. Thank you so much, NADPH. And Ferradoxin, the mom, is pretty generous. It's gonna give it all these candies to the whole community, which is the P450, right? Um, and P450, this is exactly what it needs in order to yield the hydroxylated product for cholesterol synthesis. So I know that this mechanism is kind of complex, but I really like the M&M example because the only reason why we have such a smooth transfer from chocolate chocolate from NADPH to FAD to ferredoxin to P450 is because of that ring, that super fancy ring called the isoalozaxine ring. Um, this ring is so special because it's capable of a semi-quinone state, meaning that it is a mediator for both electron donation from NADPH, which is happily accepting of the electrons that's gifted, and also acceptance of electrons um, when it gives electrons to ferredoxin, right? It's all because of our great mediators that we allow this to happen. And this is what I want you to know about riboflavin and how FAD is derived from it so that it can participate in these reactions that require extensive and smooth processing of electron transfer that it does so wonderfully because of its isoalozaxine ring. Okay. Now, let's, ch let's chat about diamond. Okay. So, I'm going to be using diamond's actual street name which is its active form, called the THDP, or sometimes it's even called TPP for short. Um, and the difference is that it gets two phosphate groups added to it. It becomes a cool kid after it gets its pair of phosphate gigs. As I mentioned before, diamond is needed to make nucleotides, and it has two roles. One, it will do decarboxylations and transfer carbon from keto to aldose right let's break down these two rules that it does like one like what's the decarboxylation all about we'll use the first example of glycolysis of a french fry so after you have a french fry right we'll go through glucose metabolism and in glycolysis well we have this first step where diamond is really involved in and what diamond does as thdp is that it forms a carbanion that will basically do a nucleophilic attack on pyruvate's carbonyl group so that CO2 is released, and this is the hallmark of decarboxylation. Right, thymine, the active form, really loves its costume of becoming a carbanion. And carbanions love carbonyl groups so much that they will attack it to produce gas, which is carbon dioxide. Right? You can think of this mechanism of thymine oxidizing the first carbon in aerobic glucose metabolism. 
And the second rule it has of transferring carbon from ketose to altose is is not much different from what we just talked about in decarboxylation. Again, THDP, which is active form of diamond, right? If it forms its carbanion with this costume, like woo, it loves that carbanion costume. And as we just learned, it will literally again attack the carbonyl of the ketose group. And then once it attacks the carbonyls, we get two carbons basically falling off, and it could be gifted to aldose in the pentose phosphate pathway. In this episode, and the niacin episode, we really explore the depths about B vitamins and its mechanisms. I'd like you to know that these three vitamins, right, niacin, riboflavin, and thiamine, they all depend on each other as close buddies because they are all required for actions of glucose metabolism, specifically the citric acid cycle and ATP production so your cells can actually generate energy for your tough workouts. And we talk about how NAD can be recycled into two pathways, riboflavin and diamine. Diamine is actually needed because it makes PRPP for both pathways of the de novo synthesis as well as the savage pathway to begin, right? And then riboflavin, on the other hand, it's needed by tryptophan in the de novo synthesis to make NAD from scratch. Well, my friend, that's all I have for you today about riboflavin and thiamine and the roles in your body. If you enjoyed this episode, then stay tuned for more because I know that the next few episodes are going to be packed with value about micronutrients. That will be a transformative ride of your excitement and curiosity that can last you a lifetime. I'm going to leave you with the same message that I leave you in every single one of my Dear Heart and the Brain podcast episodes. Keep that brain sharp, keep that heart healthy, and go dominate. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and above all, thank you for your interest in science.